بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وبه نستعين وصلاة وسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وبعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Allah Azza wa Jal, he says in the Qur'an, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبَكُمُ اللَّهُ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ غَفُورٌ رَّحِيمٌ Oftentimes, uh, we all, as Muslims, uh, want to feel uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves us. And we all, as Muslims, profess to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's not a single Muslim in this world that's going to say that I don't love Allah, except that he is non-Muslim. <laughs> But oftentimes we uh, find this disconnect between ourselves and Allah. What does it mean to be loved by Allah? We're often looking and searching for this feeling that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves us. Confirmation, affirmation of this love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for us. How do we know that we, we are loved by Allah? How, how do we know that we are on the path of Allah's mercy? How do we know that when we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is going to meet us happy with us, pleased with us. How do we know that we are not on the path to despair? How do we know we're not on the path to Jahannam? Oftentimes we find ourselves in these situations. And sometimes we look out in the world and what's going on and what's happening around us in our own lives and we're thinking, where, where do I stand with Allah? I try, I believe and I try and do righteous deeds, but you know, bad things still happen to me. Bad things still, still happen around me, right? Uh, I have belief in Allah and Yawm Al-Akhir, but uh, you know, Russia is still going to war with Ukraine and bad things are still happening. So what is this? Why does you know, Allah keep doing bad things to me? So it's almost as if we're feeling that, uh, a, a feeling of despair, as if we are hated by Allah or detested by Allah or not in Allah's pleasure and we don't have Allah's mercy. Uh, that's not necessarily how it works. And Allah lays it out in the Quran how that works. How do we attain and how do we know that we have achieved the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Allah he, Himself, He says, Subhanahu wa ta'ala, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبَكُمُ اللَّهِ That if you truly profess to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you wish to receive the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then follow my way. Who am I? Who is my way? Who is the way? Uh, what is the way in which we are supposed to follow? The way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Follow the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will love you and Allah will forgive your sins. And Allah is the most compassionate and the most merciful. That is the way to achieve the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when you look at yourself and you look at your life, compare it to that of the life of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Compare it to life, that of the life of the companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and weigh up how close and how far are you from that way of life you will recognize how close or how far you are from the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A simple criterion. There are other things that happen to us that we recognize as a result of following this path because a lot of us can try our best and it's very difficult to follow in the path of the Prophet in the 21st century. Everybody knows that, right? You step outside into the big bad world and there is no sign of Allah or His Messenger out there, especially here in the West. Maybe in the 21st century, if you lived in some place like Egypt or in the Middle East somewhere, 
or some Muslim dominated country, you might be able to find a pocket where you can profess Islam and act according to all of the tenets of Islam and not ju be judged by it and actually be supported in that. But here in the UK, in London, let's talk facts, it's very difficult, extraordinarily difficult. As soon as you, if you are on your own and you are isolated and you are doing your own thing, then Alhamdulillah, you can, mashallah, try and implement as much of the way of life of the Prophet as you possibly can. As soon as you step out, step out into your personal life though, uh, sorry, in your professional life, as soon as you step out to make some money, <laughs> where is Allah and where is His Messenger? Right? There is khiyana, there is skullduggery, there is cheating, there is all sorts of haram going on. And you have to wade, somehow you have to wade your way through all of that just in order to provide for yourself and your family. To put food on the table, to pay for your rent, uh, or whatever it is that you're paying for in order to live. Very difficult, right? Talking facts here, right? There's nothing like uh, I'm saying that's absolutely wrong, alhamdulillah. So in that, where do we find Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Where do we find the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Allah, uh, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in a hadith that is narrated by uh, Abu Hurairah radiallahu ta'ala anhu that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves someone, right, and this is the feeling that we, we get, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves someone, he calls Jibreel alayhi salam. And he says to him, inni uhibbu fulanan fa'ahibbahu. Verily, I love this person, so you must love him. Allah. So Jibreel then loves that person. Then he, is, he calls all of the creations in the heavens and says, Ya Ahl Sama, Inna Allah yuhibbu Fulana, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves this person, so all of you love him. So all of the creations in the heavens, whatever they are, from the angels to the shuhada to anything else that is up there, all love this person as a result of the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this person. فَيُحِبُّهُ أَهْلُ السَّمَاءِ ثُمَّ يُوضَعُ لَهُ الْقَبُولُ فِي الْأَرْضِ Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala writes for him acceptance on the earth. So this is all happening in a metaphysical dimension. The fourth dimension, fifth dimension, twentieth dimension. We can't see it happening, but it's happening. But here on the earth, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala writes for you in acceptance. What does that mean? That everybody suddenly loves you? No. <laughs> Because we all know we have haters in this world, right? We all know that there are people who are going to be jealous of you, that are people who are going to be envious of you, that people are just not going to get along with you no matter what you do and how you do it. Even though, even if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you, there are certain people that are still going to hate you. Huh? The Prophet sallallahu is the clearest example. Isn't he the most beloved creation to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Yes. Aren't there people in his life and who came after him that hated him sallallahu alayhi Absolutely. So you, my friend, are nothing special. Uh, are no different. Sorry, you are special. Everybody's special in their own ways. But you're nothing, you're no different. Slip of the tongue there, guys. So, What does that mean? To be accepted in this world? To be accepted in this world meaning that those who are on the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those who long for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those who have the akhirah as their priority in their life, they love you. They respect you. Right? That's what matters. Those who are loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and those who, who love Allah, if they love you and they accept you and they are you know, your friends and your companions, then you know that inshallah that is a sign that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has loved you. And the opposite is true. And if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala detests a person, the same is, uh, is true. He calls Jibreel, he says, I detest this person, so you must detest him. Jibreel also detests him. Then Jibreel calls the people, all of the creations in the heavens and says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala detests this person, you must also detest them. So they all collectively detest this person. And then what happens in the world? He gets rejected. 
Not rejected in the sense that everybody just turns away from him and he's suddenly an outcast. No. Those who love Allah and His Messenger. Those who are on the path of Allah and His Messenger. Those who are destined for Jannah. They detest that person. They detest that person not for what he is and the creation that he is. Rather they detest him for what he does and how he is. Right? That is a sign that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't love you. And the fact that you guys are here, inshallah, this is all a sign. Sahil ibn Abdullah al-Tusturi, rahimahullah ta'ala, he says, the sign that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you is that you love the Qur'an. Allah. You love the Qur'an. And what does loving the Qur'an mean? When you love someone, they're always on your mind. You're always texting them, calling them, finding out where they are. You're jealous of them when someone else is spending time with them. Right? That's what love is. Well, I think that's what love is anyway. Right? So when, when you have that relationship with the Qur'an, you love to hear it, you love to spend time with it. When other people are reciting the Qur'an, you get jealous. When other people have memorized more Qur'an than you, you're like, ah oh man, I wish I had memorized just as so much Qur'an. Maybe he loves the Qur'an more than me. No, nobody loves the Qur'an more than I do. Right? I'm the one who has a good relationship with the Qur'an. Let me do it. And you spend more time with the Qur'an. Right? So one of the signs that you love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is your love for the Qur'an. And a sign that you love the Qur'an is that you love the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You love the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the one who came with the Qur'an. If you don't love the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then how can you love the Qur'an? If you don't love the Qur'an, then how can you love Allah? So you love the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and all that he came with, his way of life, his character, his personality, the way his fortitude, the way he dealt with others, uh, the way he was in times of calamity and difficulty, all of these things you love. His sacrifice, his detestment for the dunya and his love for the akhirah. You love these things about him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And a sign that you love, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> and the sign that you love the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is that you love his sunnah, his way of life. And a sign that you love these four things, Allah, the Quran, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and his sunnah is that you love the akhirah, Allah. How many of us, when they think of the akhirah, are in a state of despair? Right? They are like, oh no, the things that I've done in this world, if I were to meet Allah subhanahu wa taala with them, aha, I'm done for. How many of us are like that? Right? So we don't love the Akhirah as a result of that. We recognize our own ailments and our own sins and our own shortcomings. We know that we're not fulfilling our purpose. We know that we're not fulfilling our destiny. Our, our, our potential that we have as Muslims it is way, way out there. We're not, we know we're not fulfilling that. So there's that feeling of guilt that we have in our hearts. So as a result of that guilt, we don't love the Akhirah and we don't long for it. Rather, we wish to stay here a little bit longer, deceiving ourselves that the longer we stay, the more chance that we have to change. But what we are truly deceiving ourselves about is that the longer we say, the longer we perpetuate the situation that we find ourselves in right now, which is that we love this dunya, we love material things, we love money for the sake of money and for the sake of what it brings you in terms of status, uh, acknowledgement, power, influence, all of these things, this is what we want in life, right? We want to be able to say something, everybody listens, right? We want to be able to have influence over the market, <laughs> right? If we say something about crypto, oh, suddenly all the, uh, everyone's investing in Bitcoin. We want to be those people, right? That everybody looks to. Ah, love of the dunya. And a sign that you love the akhirah is that you love yourself. This is the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa Oh, this is uh, Sahl ibn Abdullah al-Tustari saying it. What does he mean by loving yourself? The sign that you love yourself is that you detest this dunya. Why? Because this dunya is not good for yourself. This dunya is full of anxiety and depression. You're always constantly worried about what you have and what you're going to have tomorrow and what the future holds. Always. No matter what happens, no matter what situation you're in. You can have all the money in the world and you'll still be in that same situation. Even if you're not worried about the money, you're worried about something else. 
dunya is all depression and anxiety. That's all it is. There's nothing, nothing behind that. There are some elements of you know, appeasement, some elements of happiness, some elements of joy, some things get you excited, but few and far between. Few and far between. And the sign that you detested dunya, Allah yakhudha minha illa zada wal bulgha. And a sign that you are not attached to the dunya and that you are, you are focused on the akhirah is that you only take from the dunya that which you need. That doesn't necessarily mean that you only take a little. You can take a lot, but whatever you need it for, that's what you are taking it for. The Prophet said in the hadith that is narrated by Abu Hurairah anhu, Inna Allah qal, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, Man aada li waliyan faqad aadhantuhu bil harb. That whoever shows animosity towards a friend of mine, then I have declared war against that person. Allah. Russia and Ukraine, the war is going on. Everybody's like, you know, nervous about it, anxious about it. All the markets are fluctuating, right? Investors are either getting really, really sad because they're losing a lot of money, or they're getting really, really happy because they're taking advantage of the dip in the market. Whatever way you look at it, right? Uh, one person's loss is another person's gain. But anyway, like, you know, war is not a good thing, right? There's a lot of like uh, despair that surrounds war. And that's when two people go to war. Two countries go to war. But imagine Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala declaring war against you. What does that mean? What kind of hope do you have in this world and the next when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala declares war against you? And what is he declaring war against you as a result of? That you show animosity to a friend of his. Ah, so be careful who you show animosity towards from amongst the Muslims. Because you don't know who that wilaya stands with. Then he goes on to say, That no one can get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has obliged you to do. Your five daily prayers, fasting in the month of Ramadan, which is coming up, uh, your hajj, those things that are absolutely necessary and obligatory for a Muslim to do, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves those things. So if you find yourself doing those things, the point of me saying this is if you find yourself doing these things, then you know that you have garnered the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you find yourself constantly angry, constantly backbiting, you know that this is displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you find yourself constantly in a state of sin, doing things that are wrong, doing things that are displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know that you haven't garnered the love of Allah. You are not on the path towards the love of Allah. You are not going to feel the love of Allah. But if you are doing the absolute opposite, then, then you, should, you, you feel the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that increases as you do your nawafil, as he goes on to say. A person can continue to do this until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala becomes the hearing in which he hears with, the sight with which he sees with, the hand in which he strikes with, and the leg or the foot in which he walks on. What does that mean that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like you hear Allah or you see Allah? Come on man. Of course it doesn't mean that. What it means is that you see those things that are only pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? Only that which pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You hear only that which pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You say only that which pleases to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You do things, you acquire things, you achieve things that please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You are on a path that is beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's what that means. Allah makes the path to Jannah easy for you. Right? And that's if you have acquired His love and you acquire His love through following the Prophet sallallahu and doing that which you are obliged to do. There are impediments towards the love of Allah. Some of, the, some of those we have mentioned in, our, in, in previously what we've been saying, 
But to highlight just uh, a few Our love of this world stops us from acquiring the love of Allah It's a barrier guys Alleviate yourself from the love of, uh, of this world And you will achieve and attain the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this world and the next You've got to leave it guys, you've got to leave it And it's hard to leave it, I know But you have to do that, you have to make those steps And there has to be that mujahada As long as our hearts are connected to the material world To acquiring wealth, to acquiring power, status, recognition As long as we have hatred, enmity, jealousy in our hearts towards other people And what they have, because that's how this capitalist uh, uh, method, uh, ideology is perpetuated in this world as long as we have those things in our hearts, we are not going to acquire the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So long as we're on social media, looking at what other people have, and being jealous that they get to go to Maldives and we don't, they go to Dubai three times a year and we can't, they drive a, a certain car with certain rims and certain like 0 to 60 in whatever, how many seconds, they get the new, what's it called, Tesla Plaid or whatever it is that everyone's talking about. As long as we have these things in our hearts, that dude, I need to get these things, man. If I have that, people will respect me and people will look at me a different way. I need to have these things. As long as that is in our hearts, guys, there is no Allah, there is no love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's one. And we don't recognize, and because, like, we know we, we love these things and we, like, covet these things and wish to acquire these things, we don't recognize that. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says that there is nothing on this earth, there's nothing that He has created except that He holds the keys to its treasures. Right? So when we covet these things for what they are, we ignore Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not recognizing that Allah to Allah belongs all that is in the heavens and the earth. So where is that recognition of Allah's might and power? Where is that Allahu Akbar that we profess in our salah? Where is that la ilaha illallah that we say as Muslims? Mm. The second thing that we'll probably end on this as well, inshallah. The second thing that impedes us from the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our is our addictions. And I don't mean like alcohol and drugs and stuff and maybe some of us do weed and you know we love doing that and we do that on a regular basis, right? Get off that. But I'm not talking about substance abuse because that's not the only addiction in this world, right? That's not the only addiction. People are addicted to social media. You find yourself opening your phone and your thumb just automatically clicking on the icon that is WhatsApp, YouTube, Instagram or whatever it is. When you're bored, you're just sitting there, your mind is like, you know, you're getting distracted straight away, unlock your phone, boom, suddenly Instagram is open. Suddenly YouTube is open. And then you spend an hour, two hours, 20 minutes or whatever, whatever, whatever time you're spending on it, just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And you don't even know what you're looking for. <laughs> if only you had something that you were looking for that you could find and click on and ah, that's it, I found it, I'm done. Right? But you don't know what you're looking for and you keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and nothing gets you until like someone like either, either gets your attention and Brother, <laughs> listen to me, I'm trying to talk to you here <laughs> right? Or your wife if you're married is like, you spend too long on your phone <laughs> You need to get off that now That's the only thing that's going to get your, get your attention right? Pornography Pornography is a massive addiction Especially in our youngsters And forget youngsters, even middle-aged and elders as well Pornography is a massive problem and people are addicted to that Like it's like uh, I don't know like every and the content that they they create and they produce It's like two hours of content every every minute is uploaded onto one site and how many pornography sites are there? Right, and they're so easily accessible. You got your phone. You're just walking around with it. You can be in the toilet Right where no one else can see you at work even 
and you know, wherever there's private, wherever it's private, no one else can see you. Just whip it open, job done, right? And people are addicted to these things, and they can't get off it, right? And these are our addictions, and these are as a result of the rust that is accumulated over our hearts. That verily there is a rust that is that is built up over uh, a person's heart. And as a result of that, Yawm Al-Qiyamah, they will be from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there will be a barrier between them and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They will not be able to see Allah, Allah will not talk to them and they will not talk to Allah. Hadith. The Prophet said in the hadith, this is a weak hadith, but it corroborates with the ayah that was uh, previously uh, mentioned, so it's okay to, uh, to narrate this. Hadith. That the hearts, they uh, accumulate rust just like uh, steel or metal accumulates rust. The Prophet was asked, what is a, a way to polish our hearts? What is a way to polish that, that metal that rusts? Keep it uh, glistening and clean. The Prophet said, Tilawatil Quran wa dhikril mawt. Recitation of the Quran. Oh, a sign that you love Allah is that you love the Quran. Remember Sahil ibn Abdullah al Suri? So uh, reciting the Quran and remembering your death. And we'll end with this hadith. The Prophet ﷺ, he said that a servant, if he uh, commits a sin intentionally, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala places a black dot on his heart. And if he was to repent and come back and promise never to go back to that sin again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will wash away that black dot from his heart. And if he was to return back and he was to do that same thing again and again and again and again, that black dot will return and another one just like it and another one just like it and another one just like it until his entire heart is covered. And that is that same rust that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had mentioned in that ayah and that we had just recited. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to overcome all of the addictions that we have that are preventing us from the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to recognize the tricks of shaitan and the dunya so that we are able to overcome our love for this dunya and love the akhirah and long for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and finally acquire his love in this world so that when we meet him in the akhirah we receive that same love uh, there.